WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. You like that music there? This this music right here in the background, this is uh, the Parks and Rec band playing... <laughs> It's pretty amazing stuff. Nate Nate Williams, is that you on the horn there? That's me. Uh, got my sidekick Thomas here with me Thomas too. Thomas Laird is on. He's playing three three different harmonica. instruments at one time. It's one a renaissance, band. yeah, the Renaissance you ever saw man. A one man band. I, I saw the, one one time. It was incredible. I, I've seen one. I, I think it was in New York one time where the guy. It almost looked crazy. He had like <laughs> twenty different instruments attached to his body and. It was interesting. I think we should challenge Thomas. You know, I do too. Pick it up. He's See very if we talented. Get no, I, I don't have the music, the, the rhythm, <laughs> the inclination. Right. When I was in the military, they would make the whole t- platoon do push-ups, and I'd have to march around them until I got in step. <laughs> <laughs> that that almost sounds like the easy part of it. I, well, I'd rather do that. <laughs> There's some method to his madness in the military, I believe, Scott. <laughs> Again, Nate Williams with us, and also Thomas Laird this morning. With Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. So what what new things are happening within the what, parks? What's going on? You know, it's funny because we talk about this a lot, but we stay so busy year-round. But if people ever ask us, you know, when's your busiest season? Uh, I would say the month of October is our business busiest season. We uh, just had Frightensburg at Cannonsburg. We just had our Barfield Bash this past weekend. Uh, we have events every weekend. We have something going on every single day. So a lot of things happening. Um, something. And, I'm sorry. Ah, that's good. Barfield Bash that lasted what over the entire weekend, or was it two night Friday and yeah, Saturday? Friday and Saturday. Yeah. It was a carnival, and then the haunted hayride, which has become kind of a staple for a lot of families uh, in the community. So uh, a lot of fun. We had uh, we had everybody out working, and you know, having a good family friendly fun yeah, I think time. We we ran a thousand people through the hayride saturday wow. night it's yeah. a big night is that i'm trying to think did you even have it last year because of COVID? or we did we didn't have it in 2020 yeah. and that's when we did frightensburg at cannonsburg and that was such a big success that we did we've continued to do frightensburg one weekend and then do the, the hayride at barfield so you know you bring up an interesting point scott there were there were a couple things that we had to cancel in 2020 but you know our leadership team we talk about it all the time how fortunate that we were during covid uh, that we're we were able to still continue to offer our facilities and services to the community you know uh, we didn't have the pressure to come down and close everything i think our community really appreciated the ability to safely come out and enjoy you know the the programs events and facilities that they had been really accustomed to it was like the parks were really the only thing that was open it seemed like for a while there. <laughs> yeah it was in the green space and the amount of people who use the greenway now uh, that never really experienced it before i think when we came through covid uh, it was a great thing for the park system because people see, you know, exactly what the, the community has to offer, what our mayor and our council and our city administration has done uh, to really put the focus on parks and the importance. And it's in a time like that, I think that people see the value of parks really to their fullest. I, I think we had our busiest of- year last year as far as program numbers, as far as our facility participation. I think um, last year our revenue was up 1.3 million over the highest year before that we'd ever had. So. Uh, it was it was a busy year, and I'm I'm glad people are enjoying our park system. And then on on top of all of that, it, it, all the programs, the weekend events, and so forth, 
you're also in the midst of planning new stuff, you know, new parks, new services. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot going on. Hey, you hear something awesome? No. Okay. I'm just kidding. Get your get your skateboard ready, Scott, because we're about yeah. to uh, we're in the planning process right now of uh, developing what the plan looks like to have Murfreesboro's first skate park. That's something that we've been uh, waiting for for a long time. Uh, council approved uh, about a month ago for us to be able to continue with a, a design firm to start the project, and we had our first public input meeting a couple weeks ago. And it was really successful, and we're looking forward to what that's going to look like. So how, how did the public input meeting go? I mean, did you have a lot in attendance, yeah. and, and what kinds of thoughts did the public have? Yeah, so that what we did is our design firm came, and they brought different elements and had different ranking priorities and had just a long discussion. It was you know set for two hours. We ended up going over three hours, just great communication, great dialogue, and they've come back with a, a charrette with something that they think is going to meet, meet our project dollar amount. Uh, and it was a huge turnout. We did it at Moab um, over off of Memorial Boulevard, Murfreesboro Outdoor and Bike. They have, a, you know, really one of the only skate shops in town. So they have, you know, a place where it was comfortable. We appreciated them hosting us and having everybody out to come take a look and listen and give some feedback. We'll be coming out with some next steps as far as what that looks like. We'll have, I think, two more public input meetings and really hone in what this design can look like. And like I said, we're, our focus is designing this park, this skate park, to the budget dollars we have with you know, maybe in the future do some future expansion, um, but we're, we're really excited about uh, adding that, and we're adding it to, uh, you know, what we kind of call our Capstone Park, which is Old Fort Park. And in addition to the skate park, there were talks of a, a BMX course of some kind as well, a, a pump track. Yeah. Is that still on go? That's something that we're looking at, and it all comes down to budget dollars, uh, but what we would like to do is have a skate park element and a pump track, and a pump track is where not necessarily BMX, but even kids on Strider scooters or skateboards or uh, adults on scooters, you know, bikes that can you can ride. You rollerblades. Yeah. Style. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. They can kind of flow up and down and go around in a circle. So, Bring again, my four-wheeler out there. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, we're, no, we're, we're really excited. Uh, and uh, we're, we're, we're moving forward and hopefully get that plan out uh, here soon. The designer who's working with us is local. Uh, they helped us design our mountain bike trail so this is kind of another unique project where they have a sub coming in and really the specialty uh, area of, of skates and skate parks so this this would be the first skate park since the ymca had i, mm -hmm. I think it was the y that has small yeah. skate right, park right. in their parking lot years ago yeah and this will be a little bit different than that this will be more like concrete and then streetscape type of features well, kind of like the bowl and yeah you know we think a pump track but you see that I think if people actually see it, they understand sure. that it's just a, a free-flowing route throughout the park that you would able, be able to ride yeah. uh, with a skateboard or a bike or a scooter. Uh, this, this would be cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we chose Old Fort because there's the existing infrastructure of parking lot and electricity and lighting um, right where the old pavilions one and two used to be. So that's the area, and that's why we chose that area. And we're, we're uh, hopefully getting the biggest bang for our buck and be able to have an existing parking lot. And then we're, we're really excited about yeah, it. It's going to be a, a really, really nice addition to that park. Old Fort Park is a place we're putting a lot of focus in. Of course, we've got Adams Tennis Complex and... Adams Tennis Complex is just a, a great facility for people of all skill levels to learn how to play tennis, 
get with others. We're really uh, recently put a, a focus on adding programs to get people engaged with each other in the tennis community. So if you're new to tennis, if you're new to Murfreesboro, you can get in and uh, come to some of the mixers that we have going on uh, there. And I would just encourage everybody, check out our Facebook pages or MurfreesboroParks.com, and you can see specifically what's going on at Adams Tennis Complex where they might be able to get involved. And we'll also look in the future to renovate that front field, uh, that ball field that's been there for a long time. And just a lot of things happening. So if you're looking at Old Fort Park as you come into that main entrance right there on Old Fort Park across from New Salem, where is the proposed skate park going to be there? Yeah, so if you go down uh, and you come to the four-way stop or the three-way stop, like you're heading toward golf, and you take a right, uh, and then you would go down maybe a couple hundred yards, there's another entrance uh, with the Old Fort Park sign that will be a skate park sign eventually. Uh, but you go down that little drive, and then there's a parking lot where the old pavilions one and two were that were de uh, demolished a few years ago. Uh, and that's where the skate park is going to be. So that's over there. If you're looking at the front towards the far right-hand side, yeah. I guess, of the park. So there's the, a big field. If you the, look the off of field. Okay. Old Fort Park. Where the yeah. Easter egg hunts were at one point? Uh, no, that was at Siegel. Uh, you might be thinking, thinking a long time ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. you're going way back. Yeah. <laughs> you come back to your childhood <laughs> there, Scott. Back in the day. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be good, you know, good visibility. You'll be able to see it from uh, uh, Old Fort Parkway. Uh, and then we'll still have that huge field out, that green space that we like to preserve and be able to use for practices and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, again, uh, the idea of a new skate park, it looks like it's going to happen. Just don't know exactly what that timeline is yeah. yet, I guess. No, not yet. we got to finish the design process. Then the We'll bid the project out and see if we can meet our budget and um, go from there. Cool. And in addition to that, what what else is new? Because I know Middle Tennessee Electric and the city of Murfreesboro are making a land swap. They're talking about building a school on the property. They're talking about having a, a park there. Uh, where are we with all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, so we're still in the discussions. I think right now it's not really a park discussion. Uh, the park will be an element if that comes to fruition, uh, which I believe it is. Right now it's a zoning uh, discussion. Uh, I think that's really being handled well by our, by our development services team to look at what the zoning could be, how that land works, the benefits, uh, and how we might be able to really serve multi-use uh, purposes at that, that, that property. I'll, I'll say from a park standpoint, when we look at the the property swap and we see what the new property looks like it's uh, more advantageous for a park for us it's something that we have you know some ideas for if it comes to fruition but right now uh, we always keep planning in the back of our minds but right now it's really just a zoning discussion um, that uh, that's happening and um, it's been fun to sit in on some of that and listen to it so where is that property on veterans parkway yeah, so, i'm trying to get a picture right have you been out there a yeah. couple of times yeah so we're re really familiar with what was the you know considered the blackman park property the 120 acres uh, this is uh, if you go and you turn on veterans to head toward 840 off of 96 it's actually closer to, uh, to highway 96 so it's just you know a little bit over a mile away whereas the other one was several miles uh, yeah. down down 840 or towards 840 so it's closer a little bit more accessible and like I said we like the way it just lends itself to uh, just being a nice piece of property and uh, we'll see kind of how that shakes out yeah the uh, previous land was it was almost right there at the intersection of 840 right. and right it was veterans. really pushing limits on city limits too yeah it so. was it was right there and and so this one's a little bit closer in towards Kroger I guess right yeah Okay. But we do have some new things. We've got a uh, our restroom facility at the Jordan Farm Fields. Uh, you know, we built six soccer fields at the Jordan Farm, and they are lighted. And now our restroom facility is set to close out here in the next 30 to 60 days. So 
Uh, we're really excited for that to be kind of a, a permanent structure in that part, and uh, hopefully so, we can reduce the portage ons and, and definitely. So if somebody is new to the area jordan farms where where are we talking it, is that behind it, the the cherry you know the seagull soccer it is complex? it's off of cherry lane uh so where you have the seagull soccer complex this is really just an uh, an addition to seagull soccer complex you continue down cherry lane and uh, we have a piece of property there next to the the jordan farm which is uh where the water department utilizes to to put what spray the reprocessed water uh, we've got six soccer fields there and they're lighted very nice and this is uh, another piece to that park to kind of make it a permanent park we're going to look at some more additional parking and a few other amenities uh, but it's really come along in the Mercerville Soccer Club they've really kind of taken that home to their recreation program and um, and you're talking about a lot of land there too I, I mean how many acres not including the Seagull Soccer Complex how, how many acres is the Jordan Farm I think that's what 400 the Jordan Farm total acres. I don't recall the whole Jordan Farm. Yeah, you know, it's a big piece of property, um, but it, you know we're fortunate to have just a little piece of it for for Parks. soccer, and that we were able to acquire that several years ago. And you know, add these six fields, which are critical to us. If you go to Siegel any any day of the week now, uh, you're going to see that facility pretty packed. Uh, yeah. We've got lots of partners that are playing soccer. Uh, our rec league that's uh, run by Kings Hammer, which used to be Murfreesboro Soccer Club. Um, and, and it's just, it's again, a thriving sport. So again, with us this morning, Thomas Laird and Nate Williams with Murphy's bro parks and rec time right now, eight thirty. If you have any questions, you can text those in six, one, five, eight, nine, three, one, four, five, oh, again, text us six, one, five, eight, nine, three, 1450. Now, Thomas, going back to the Seagull soccer complex. The indoor soccer arena that is coming along, but coming along, we're we? getting close. They had some issues with the louvers allowing the air in and out and the movement of the circulation air throughout the facility. We want to get that corrected before we put the turf field down uh, to reduce the heavy machinery and lifts being on the turf field. So, uh, but the installers to the turf field are scheduled to come in about two weeks, uh, and that's the the final com the almost the final component i guess once they finish then they'll come in and we'll have the netting put in or the protective netting around the inside but uh, we'll essentially be ready to play come first of the year yeah it's a big arena too it's, it's huge. huge it's 110,000 square feet uh, there's nothing like it anywhere close and we've been really working hard to see how we're going to program that out and uh, I know people are curious about it. You can see it from far away. So what we'll do is once it's safe, we'll do some open houses. Once we get uh, the turf field in, maybe between the turf field installation and then uh, the safety netting, I think we're going to do some open houses, do some discussion, show people some of the programs that are going to ha be happening out there. And then we, uh, we'll include our partner, the Tennessee State Soccer Association. Uh, and they'll come out and talk about some of the the, re the programs they're going to do out of there, and uh, we're we're really excited about having that facility as part of our, you know, amenity offering. So inside that new soccer arena, you've got of course a whole soccer field, but in addition to that, what else is there room for in there? Concessions, you know, it, you got a seating. What what do you? Yeah, have? so we'll have like just uh, the, the the bench style seating around, uh, just small amount of seating. It's really made for training so you can play games in there it's one regulation soccer field that you can break into two small sided or even break it into you know six practice areas for teams if you want to but a facility like this you know it's not just soccer we can do a lot of wellness training programs a lot of conditioning programs of course there's a soccer 
you know, focus. But if there's, I, I always tell, you know, people, you know, a facility like this, something that could happen is if MTSU's, you know, preparing for a bowl game and they get rained out of their practice field for a couple of days, they can, you know, rent it out from us and come over and use that for a football practice if they need to. It, it, it's very large. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's, Typically, a lot of the indoor soccer play is smaller sided game 7v7 so the facility is built big enough that we could do two small sided fields with seating in the in the center uh, similar to what we do with a traditional soccer field so having a completely regulation size field indoors gives us a lot of options and again the only one in the area right right nothing in nearby williamson county or nashville even so pretty cool stuff. We had to go all the way to University of Alabama to see a similar facility. Oh, wow. uh, That'd be quite the drive then. Just <laughs> So that's pretty cool, though. And again, folks, whenever there are competitions held in Murfreesboro, soccer games, you know, you, you got people from all over coming here. You know, when we started working on this, um, this partnership with the Tennessee State Soccer Association, our goal was really to make Murfreesboro a destination for soccer development. And we're already seeing that to come to fruition, even with a facility not yet complete. So we've got some great partners. Uh, we got great staff working hard uh, to make that as accessible as possible. We're in the middle of tournament season right now. Last weekend, we hosted the National Homeschool Soccer Championships. Uh, then we've got the state cups this weekend and the next weekend. So it's continuing on the addition of the turf fields has made soccer a year-round sport for us here in Murfreesboro. And when these events happen, the hotels are, you know, sold out on a yeah. regular basis. Uh, that our happens stores a lot. are, the, you go to the avenue or some of our local shopping areas, those are full of people. Our restaurants are full. Two-hour uh, wait at some place. Sorry. And those, uh, <laughs> at, at the end of the weekend, those folks, they head back home and we don't have to provide That's fresh right. service <laughs> or uh, any of the others. It, it's really a, a great benefit for the city, a revenue-producing thing that really brings, you know, puts Murfreesboro on the map, not just for a lot of, you know, uh, other great things that are happening, but one specific sport but we've got so many different sports uh, that we host these types of tournaments and we couldn't do it you know just sitting here talking about it uh, our our staff are we, we work a seven day a week operation and we couldn't do it without the hard-working people who work you know just relentlessly relentlessly for the odd hours evening hours uh, just making sure we can provide these types of opportunities for tournaments and all types of events. And of course, the Chamber of Commerce, they not too long ago, a couple months ago, announced that hotel stays were up, I think, above pre COVID 19 numbers mm -hmm. um, with TSSAA back in full swing. We, you know, just Spring Fling was here, just all that stuff. It's all yeah. coming back. It, it's coming back. It's coming back with uh, veracity, too. So. We'll talk more about Murfreesboro Parks and Rec in just a second. We've got to take a short break. Time right now, 8.35. Again, you're listening to WGNS. And again with us this morning, Nate Williams, director of Murfreesboro Parks and Rec. And then also Thomas Laird, assistant director, both on air with us in studio this morning. All that's news, your afternoon local news, traffic, and weather update with Matt Lane. Weekday afternoons, 440 until all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Does your home need freshening up? Let our family at Fair Construction help you. We do painting, new flooring, anything that you need. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Fair Construction offers high-quality craftsmanship, quick response, and attention to detail. For home restoration at a price you can afford, Fair Construction can get the job done no matter how big or small it is. I'm Ron Hall. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. 
Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with good acoustics. If you want to try out any guitar in the store, if you've got a perfect place to listen to it, compare them side by side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. A couple of accidents out here. Just busy traffic right now. Trying to get through Hermitage, Donaldson. you got all that traffic coming in from uh, Mount Julian area out of Wilson County. 65 doing what it normally does this time of the morning. Struggling sometimes northbound. Uh, trying to get up to 840 there. Coming up through the Spring Hill area. All that traffic flow coming in from Murray County. Still looks good right now. Just heavy 40 east uh, as you come in through Kingston Springs. Attention dentist. Dental Staff School can provide qualified dental assistance. Google Dental Staff School. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Let's learn about Adams Place, the area's premier senior living center. We're talking with Terry Deal. What are the advantages of Adams Place offering different types of care? Well, if they're starting on the independent living side, when the time comes for them to go to assisted living, then it's just a natural progression on our campus to move to that next level of care. This takes a lot of the, the responsibility off of the adult children having to make decisions for their parents because their parents have already made the decision. Adam's Place is what I'm going to call home, whether it is the independent living, the assisted living, or the continuing care, I'm still calling Adam's Place home. Adam's Place has a full calendar of events uh, in each of our different levels of care. What if you want to have friends over who don't live here? What I like to tell people is that when you move to Adams Place, you really are not changing your lifestyle. You're changing your address. And if your lifestyle still includes friends coming over to play cards or to have a social event with you or family coming over to spend the afternoon or spend the night, that is what you need to continue doing. It's part of your lifestyle, and we want that to continue. This is Terry Deal. would like to invite you to come visit with us at Adams Place. Just give us a call. 615-904-9111. We'd love to show you around our beautiful community. Overnight, Good Neighbor Talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast-to-coast AM overnight every night on WGNS Murfreesboro. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.40, you're listening to WGNS, and this morning we have Murfreesboro Parks and Rec on the air with us. Parks Director Nate Williams and also Thomas Laird, Assistant Director, both in studio this morning. One of the items that we did receive a text on was about the Christmas Parade. When is that going to be held? Christmas Parade. We are excited. It's going to be December 11th. And that is just a great way to experience just kind of the, the excitement of Murfreesboro around Christmas time. 
Um, so yeah, December 11th, two o'clock. Uh, if people are interested in registering for the parade, they can go to MurfreesboroParks.com. And somebody asked, is there a fee to register and what is the theme? Uh, I think the fee is $10 and the theme is a secret right now and we will release that very soon. But Top secret. Top secret. I'll maybe tell you off the air. But, but again, that's December 11th. It's going to be very Christmassy, I promise you that. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So, so yeah, December 11th, uh, two, two o'clock and then all information and, and everything we talk about, people can go to our website and we've changed the URL. If you remember, it used to be murfreesboro.tn.gov slash parks. Now it's just mm -hmm. murfreesboroparks.com. So December 11th, Christmas parade, 2 PM. You yeah. can register now, uh, on top of that, there's also a and, lot and of, Hey, are you, you know, are you wanting to participate? You're going to get out there and wave. Well, and you stuff have a long like, history I, with the yeah. Christmas parade, I, don't you, I, Scott? I would like to be Santa Claus, but I know there's some rule. Well, we have the actual Santa Claus. So yeah, I know. You so can't I do that. Be an maybe monster. maybe you can be a big that. elf. An elf. That'd be, yeah. Oh, that would be Like great. a big green elf or something. I think we got, That'd got, be cool. I think we have a costume over I think here. We're ready to go, Scott. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what? <laughs> Consider I it just, done. I'm excited, you know. Yeah, no. It, it, the Christmas parade, honestly, is a great great event. You know, there's all smiles. Uh, people are just having just a it great time. A lot of, a lot the of people, candy. The, the floats and yeah. stuff, they have such a good time. They are getting ready, staging for the parade. Some of those folks are there at daylight, ready to go. Uh, yeah, they are. So, it's a it's a big time it's crazy to see how many people are actually lining the streets throughout yeah. of the parade i mean like yeah. it's everybody in town lots of candy lots of uh there's horses there's uh, great floats people put a lot of time and effort into those yeah. and uh you know it's, it's interesting always something interesting always something interesting but our staff we always put a, a parks and recreation uh float in and uh they've already put in the the trailer and decided where it's going to go and they'll start working on it Cool. mid next month so okay so uh, d december 11th christmas parade again you can register now uh in addition to that there's a lot of other stuff happening i know parks and rec are going to be moving to a new office on yeah. thompson lane in the future yeah. uh that i guess is underway still it's still in the design phase um and, and that's something we're excited about you know we're we're cooped up a little bit in the house uh, at the entrance of barfield crescent park so uh, we're going to be moving over sharing some space with the um, um, the fire department which are great friends of ours and then uh, yeah we'll be over off thompson lane so is, is literally like every park employee you know that, that's in the office side of stuff running stuff are they all in that little no. bitty office <laughs> we try to spread out so that's our administrative side uh, what we what we got to do is we still have some administrative for instance thomas and rachel and i are all on different sides of town so we're trying to bring all of the administrative side but you know our goal is not to get everybody in one space but we need to be out in our parks you know our park staff need to be in the parks and the facilities that people come to regularly so this will just be our administrative side our marketing side our finance side that type of thing so i i know you'll be sharing that office building with the fire department the admin for the fire department yeah we're going to feel really safe so absolutely yeah no fires <laughs> there but the fires how big of a section are the parks actually going to use yeah so if you look at that building uh we'll get the left side they get the right side and so that's the way it's going to have designed. a lot of space though. it'll be a nice space yeah. so we'll have some meeting spaces uh we'll have uh ample office space places for people to come and use and um and it's it, right on the greenway so it, it is that's the cool thing about it yeah, you walk cool. out the back door and yeah. there's a greenway and it, it's in greenway park yeah it was named <laughs> greenway office park but yeah. no we um you know, it was a, a great use of a building that was sitting with not many tenants. And I think that was just a, a great decision to take a building like that, that, you know, 
wasn't being utilized and that we, the city could get at a very good price and make some take some improvements to it and design some elements that are be conducive for both parks and recreation and the fire department now another thing that is coming up the city continues to talk about uh, of course daylighting town creek mm -hmm. and then building a bridge over broad street there will be a pedestrian bridge connecting yeah. the south church area to well, it's going to be a park, I guess, basically from, well, out our back window almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, uh, you've been in Murfreesboro for a long time. You've seen a lot of things discussed, but I don't think there's been as much universal excitement about something, you know, from the community. And uh, Sam Huddleston and his team are doing a great job laying that out. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some of the plans for what that's going to look like right now. And I think it's going to be a great benefit to the city uh, when some of those come to fruition. So that's a, another around the corner, the daylighting of Town Creek yep. and, and Cannonsburg. I'm sure there's going to be some changes there in yeah. the future. Yeah, we're always uh, looking to how we might adjust our facilities and programs to serve the community as we stand in 2022 and going into 2023. You know, at Cannonsburg, we just had harvest days this past weekend, which is something we've done for over 30 years. And a huge turnout there and entertainment. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're so excited about the opportunities that we have in front of us and the support that we have to be able to offer all of these programs and services. Halloween coming up, and I know there's something kind of scary going on at the Patterson spooky Park. spooky flash is at Patterson Park on Friday night. And it's, it's guaranteed to be spooky. It's it, spooky. Do people wear costumes and get in the pool with the costumes on? What, what are we looking at here? Uh, well, it's very scary. <laughs> that's the main the main thing. That's uh, I think they do uh, allow waterproof costumes. Uh, they will yeah. have a costume contest. A lot of them will change from their costumes to before they get into the water. But uh, there's a lot of neat surprises and stuff for that. Uh, there are a few spots left, so uh, call to register. Right. You can call uh, uh, Patterson. And what what age groups are, uh, is that for? Patterson. So I think we're looking for just the family ages. It's for all ages. Uh, and I think that uh, you can call 893-7439 and talk to Carrie, and she'll be able to give all the details about it uh, or go on Facebook at the Patterson Park webpage. Or I'm sorry, the Facebook page for Patterson Park. I think they'll have all the information. Scott, one very popular program that we have registration currently going for is the youth basketball program. Uh, I think you, you had a hand at coaching and uh, I did a uh, long long time ago <laughs> you sure many, you want to come back and relive ago. your coaching <laughs> coaching days yeah. we're always looking for uh, coaches he's gonna, he's gonna stop inviting us on the radio we recruit him for everything <laughs> I, I can never sorry. <laughs> touch that championship game again like I did that but one year <laughs> the youth basketball program is for ages 5 to 17 uh, so we have all ages they participate at area schools and gymnasiums throughout our parks uh, the seasonal will start practicing in December. The seasonal start in January. But you can register now online at MercerfieldParks.com. Or you can also go to Patterson Park, Sportscom, McFadden Community Center, the main office at Barfield, mm -hmm. register in person. Uh, yeah, I think of basketball, it's always a good illustration of how our programs have grown. Thomas can kind of give rough numbers, but as far as where we were 15 years ago when it comes to participation to where we are now. Right. 20 years ago, we had 36 teams in youth basketball, which is a pretty good number. Uh, this past season, we had right at 160 teams. So 20 years. It's, it, 20 years. It, softball is another one you can look at. Well, softball, we're limited to the space we have. Yeah. So. Uh, for adult softball but all of our youth programs they're all capped every year so uh, we're maximizing all of our facilities 
uh, for every league. Yeah, I think even with basketball, we use partner with city schools oh, yeah. to be able to use their gyms, and we're thankful for that because otherwise we wouldn't be able to, you know, do it just out of SportsCon, McFadden, and Patterson. Right, that's a you know with 160 teams, that's 80 games a weekend. It's um, wild how much this area has grown. I, I mean, over the last 10 years, even. I, I mean, the area has grown tremendously I, i'm curious when you have meetings with in the city of murfreesboro with different folks who are you know elected officials city councilmen whatever um how big of a role do they tell you that the parks actually have on bringing in new business to our area you know i think uh murphy the mayor says you know murfreesboro is a city inside one big park is what he's said in the past and i think that's been something unique about murfreesboro we've had just such unique support to be able to fund these parks, be able to uh, keep our parks open, be able to put money into rehabbing and refurbishing and maintaining our parks. So uh, I think there's there's a benefit of it. And I think it's something that's really been a brand of Murfreesboro for a long time. You know, it's n nothing new, but we've been able to just really completely add, add to what we're offering. Uh, and, and the discussions that we have, I think the benefit of when we're attracting businesses to come here, different amenities to come here, you know, uh, families that are looking to potentially relocate, uh, they're looking at quality of life. And, and we're honored to play just a, a small part of that when it comes to Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro is a great place to live, not just because of a park system, but we're, we're glad that we play a part in that. I think for us too, uh, a lot of it's about preservation. You know, we've got Barfield Crescent Park now, it's over 400 acres. Uh, and the, the, several pieces of property that we have that we're just preserving uh, and that nothing's going to be built on that people can access and enjoy. And when you look at things to do in Murfreesboro, there's a, a long list of things that are free to yeah. do mm -hmm. because of the Park Service. And that's something that I think a lot of cities don't have. They don't have right. the availability of, hey, you can do X, Y, Z yeah. for free, but, you know, you, you can't do it elsewhere. Yeah. Visitors and, uh, you know, new people to our community, uh, they're very adamant that you know they understand the priority that Mercer puts on parks uh, we've got some a new employee who's just so impressed with the priority that the the leadership puts on parks and maintaining our parks and ensuring that we've got new programs and, and moving forward and there is a long list of things that are under the parks department for example the St. Clair Street Senior yeah. Center. I, I mean, that's an area where I guess if you're new to town, you would never expect, well, why are the parks involved in this? But there is a right. lot going on right. that the parks are involved in. You know, it's it's interesting if I meet somebody new and they say, hey, what do you do? And I say, I get, uh, get to work with Parks and Recreation. And they're like, so the Greenway. I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, they start thinking of maybe a, and that list starts growing. You know, we've got St. Clair, we've got Sportscom, we've got Patterson Park, we've got McFadden Community Center. Uh, we've got the Wilderness Station. We've got uh, the theater, our cultural programs. It's just such a wide array of things that we do. Uh, and, and, yeah, it's we have a lot of fun. And at that St. Clair Street Senior Center, they are pretty much back to normal. Yeah. COVID is, you right. know, for the most Their part Their participation is now above what it was prior COVID. So they are continuing to add new participants and new people from the community, the programs. Uh, just continue to expand. There is always something going on. Rarely can you drive by St. Clair Senior Center uh, during the day that the parking lot's not full. And if they have a dance going on, you go by, you will you, get pulled in for a dance. The dance you. card will be full. It will be full. Nate stays full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So in addition to all of that, if anybody listening wants to learn more about the parks, if they want to reserve 
park space to hold a party, they can do that as well through yeah. the park's website. com, And it's just uh, all the information you can look at. We're about to end our pavilion season, so the pavilions will be first come, first serve for a few months. And then um, we, we get going back again. But we always have rental space. We have meeting space. We've got, you know, the Lions Club at Cannonsburg. We've got... Uh, four meeting rooms at Patterson Park. We've got everything you could wish for. Uh, I think we've got something. We've got programs and events happening all the time. And then as we close this morning, is there anything that we left out? I, I know we're almost at the end of the year, which means Polar Bear Plunge yep. just around the corner. January 7th, Polar Bear Plunge. Should we volunteer you to do that as well? Nice well. Have you ever done it, really? I, I've been there, you know. Yeah, you, I've, been there. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I haven't jumped in. You know, I always I worked with the pools for a long time, and people ask, "Have you ever jumped?" I've never jumped, but we would spend a week to a month beforehand cleaning that thing out to get it ready. So we did plenty of plunges. So um, we also have our New Year's Day 5K that's on the cusp that's going to be coming up. That's really the mayor's initiative to you know, get is that people out. Be at Barfoot Park, or where is that going to be this year? You know, I, I don't know honestly. I'll check and let you know. But uh, you can go to RunSignUp.com and it has all the information. Okay, so, so. that coming up new year's run the polar bear plunge as well so just around the corner all of that stuff and drive through christmas lights at cannonsburg is right around the corner so all online though at murfreesboroparks.com right sounds good Uh, again talking about murfreesboro parks and rec this morning nate williams and thomas laird in studio uh, thank you both for joining us. Hey, thank you. I always appreciate you letting us come on and talk about some of the fun stuff we have. It's the very least I could do. Thank you. Thank very, you, very, no problem. <laughs> Time right now, 8.54. We'll check on that forecast and the traffic situation in just a second. So make sure you stay with us. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. The sunrise puffs up above the horizon. So glad to see you today. I'm Amy Watson. And I'm Ben Hill. Welcome to News Channel 5 this morning. Time to fill your day with something more than a routine. This is Sky 5 Live as uh, every day there's a brand new skyscraper (laughs) going up. This is where we connect. Come on, y'all. We are alive. We are well. Laugh. (laughs) See the beauty of the morning. When you look out this morning in that sunrise, you get the prettiest pictures. Uh, News Channel 5 helps you out the door. Traffic anchor Rebecca Schleicher joins us now with the latest. The good news is there are pretty easy alternate routes. With something more than news, weather, and traffic. News Channel 5's Nick Barris is in our Good News Alert <laughs> Center this morning. Take a look right there at this dog. Yes, you it's can. something to lift your spirits. Wow. If that doesn't get you going, then we need to have a chit-chat. Ben, Amy, Leland, Nikki D, Rebecca, and Nick. We are here to get you yeah. revved up and going. A better day. It's Wednesday. It is hard day. Starts this morning. News Channel 5 this morning.